We are live from the great state of Tennessee, home of Moonshine, Ripley's Believe It or Not, the Upside Down Mansion, and Bonnaroo. I'm your host, Patrick Simpson, and this is Paranoid, the podcast where we break down the craziest conspiracy theories of all time and separate fact from fiction. So before I get started, it's July 5th, um, obviously Independence Day was yesterday, and that was the time for everybody to, you know, do their fireworks, celebrate, do whatever they wanted to do. But once July 4th is over, like that should be the end of the fireworks. But yet right outside, there are people still firing fireworks on a Sunday night. So hopefully this podcast goes off smooth. If not, you're going to hear a bunch of popping sounds, and I apologize. I won't really know until after I record. But please, people, next year, for the, if you're listening, if you popped off fireworks tonight on Sunday night, you should be absolutely ashamed of yourself. You got all day on the 4th. You even had the 3rd. The 3rd was a Friday. You do it on a Friday night, you know, and Saturday night, get it out your system, that's fine. But it's Sunday night. We got to go to work in the morning, man. People need to sleep. Like, July 4th, midnight, that's it. Please. So, like I said, hopefully this goes off without a hitch, but I can't guarantee that there won't be some small popping sounds in the noise. So, just going forward, if you do hear it, you're nothing going on around you, um, and there's nothing wrong with your phone or your radio. It's all just me. So, hopefully we can get through this smooth and easy. So, today's story um, I'm not even sure where it came from, but it's been a topic of discussion on social media. Um, basically, there are flying snakes. And it's not that this is necessarily a new thing. I guess they have been around. They just decided to really pop up and make a showing. Of course, it's like the most 2020 thing ever. Um, I am going to completely butcher this name, but they are called Chrysolepia. Um, that's the type of snake. Thankfully, thank God, they're only in like Southeast Asia. They're not in America. And basically, they don't necessarily fly, but they can glide. But apparently, they can glide in the air 78 feet, moving 25 miles per hour. And I know a lot of people probably aren't scared of snakes, but that's like the one thing that I'm just absolutely positively terrified of. Snakes and heights. Those are just two things I don't do. I rarely even see snakes as they are, but when I do see one on the ground, I'm literally taking off running in the other direction. So if you're telling me that I was walking around and they're just, I see it, you know, distance and it just jumps up in the air and starts flying towards me. My God, my soul would literally, I I would die on the spot. Like I wouldn't even faint. I think I would literally die if a snake came flying at me at 25 miles per hour. Like, come on, God, what were you thinking? How? Why does that make? It doesn't even make any kind of logical sense at all. Like I said, they don't have arms, they don't have legs. They're just sitting there wiggling, and somehow they can maneuver their body to move and glide at twenty-five miles per hour. And that doesn't seem like a lot, you know, if you're in a car. But think about how fast you run. I mean, unless you're like Usain Bolt, you know, your max speed is maybe twenty-five, usually in the twenty range, and that's how fast they're gliding towards you. So they're just down there in Asia somewhere, just flying all over the place like has to be the most 2020 thing i've ever heard and it's absolutely terrifying you know some people are scared of clowns and i don't know a bunch of random stuff 
But there is nothing scarier in my mind than a flying snake. So I don't see foresee myself going to Southeast Asia anytime soon. So I have to start out by giving credit to Daisy on Twitter. You can follow her at mdaisy129. She's basically my conspiracy hype woman, hypes me up and makes me realize that I'm not the only crazy one in the world that actually believes this stuff. Um, she really rejuvenated my interest by the article she sent me on this. But this has really been on my mind for a really, really, really long time, basically since I was a child. And it's the most popular wonder of the world, the pyramids. You know, I grew up in church. I grew up watching Prince of Egypt and learning about Moses. And then in school, we learned about it. And it honestly just never, something just didn't seem right. It just didn't make any sense how these, I mean, beautiful, gigantic buildings got built back in the day where they were basically living in like huts. It just never really made any sense to me. That the mathematical and architectural expertise it would take to build something like this was just way ahead of their times. And as you'll find out, there are pyramids that date back 16,000 years. So you have to remember, there was no like transcontinental travel back then. This was way before Christopher Columbus and anyone else had ever explored these parts of the world. So there was no way for other continents to communicate with each other. But despite this, there are pyramids all around the world that have the same exact architectural design. And it just, like I said, it doesn't make any sense. And the thing that really blows my mind is, you know, all my life we were told that the pyramids were tombs for the pharaohs. And, you know, in my mind, I just assumed all the pharaohs and all the kings and stuff were in those tombs. But come to find out, there are actually no bodies that have ever been found in these pyramids. So you have to ask, why are they there? And well, how did they even get built? Well, all you have to do is look up to the sky. I'm not going to lie to you. Most of this stuff is like completely new information to me. This is definitely the most eye-opening um, episode that I've done so far. Most stuff that I've done so far, like I basically knew about, and it didn't really take much research. But I really, really digged into this one just to make sure I knew all the background. And like I said, my, my mind was just completely blown at all that I learned. So hopefully you'll learn a lot too. And like I said a second ago, all my life, I honestly just assumed that there were tons of mummies in these tombs. And I guess it's because of the movies and TV shows and even the history books. You know, they always told us that the tombs were built for the pharaohs and the all the kings and tombs and mummies and all of them were in there. But they have found material suggesting that they were either have did it or were intending on burying bodies there. No bodies have actually ever been found in these pyramids, which is just crazy to me. I mean, I, maybe you knew that, but this was just completely new information to me. And of course, historians have a reason for it. They claim that looters have came and raided the tombs and stole the bodies. And like I said, it just seems like an awfully convenient excuse. We just always have an excuse for everything, literally everything. And even if that were the case, why did they randomly choose the pyramid design for the tombs in the first place? 
And better yet, why are these designs all around the world? So, like I said, if you're a conspiracy theorist like me, you got to get to the bottom of this. So we're going to dig into what they really were built for. So going back to what I said earlier, for me personally, it's pretty easy to dispel this legend that the pyramids were made for the pharaohs. And the reason why is it would be easier to believe that the pyramids were for the pharaohs if these pyramids were exclusive to Egypt or even exclusive to Africa. But we know that there are pyramids all around the world. I mean, literally everywhere, basically. Russia, China, South America, everywhere. But the most popular pyramids, of course, are the pyramids of Giza, which are the three consecutive pyramids in a row. But there is also a trio of pyramids in Mexico that are dated around the same time as the Giza pyramids. And not only are they similar in size, but the distance between the pyramids are exactly the same distance as the ones in Giza, almost as if they use the exact same blueprints. And you say you got to keep in mind that all these pyramids are dated at least 4000 years ago, most of them way earlier than that. So way, I mean, way before any kind of travel happened between the eastern and western hemispheres. So. Groups of people with absolutely no communication with each other conveniently decided to build the same structures that were the same distance apart. I mean, like I said, there's always a chance. Coincidence is a thing in this world, and there are some crazy coincidences out there. But then sometimes there's just things that are just too crazy to be a coincidence. And for me, this is just one of them. And the other thing you have to think about is the mathematical expertise that it would take to build something this extensive and massive. There was no metric system of any kind or any kind of like measurement system that it could explain how they formulated something this precise and this complex. Each brick weighed 2.5 tons, and there's no record of any kind of mechanism that could get these bricks that high in the air over and over and over again. Now, of course, archaeologists, who are mainly not conspiracy theorists, try to explain that they had a gigantic ramp that could reach these heights. But one, there's never been any blueprints or any mention of this left by the Egyptians who, you know, for the most part, would keep track of all kind of stuff that they made. And two, which is the biggest one, even if this magical gigantic ramp was built, these same exact blueprints would also have to have been figured out by other countries that also built these pyramids. There's just a lot of coincidences that have to match up to explain how multiple continents came up with these groundbreaking, like literally groundbreaking, like thousands of years before their time. They'd have to come up with these ideas at the exact same time while not being able to be in communication with each other. We'll just keep that in mind as we keep going. We're going to talk about different pyramids in different countries and where you're going to realize that how similar they all are made near the same time but during a time where they could not communicate with each other like i said coincidence maybe but maybe not so of course i know you're asking okay patrick so then how did the pyramids get built well it's a two-part answer one who built them, and two, why were they built? 
And I'm going to start off by addressing the first one because this is basically just speculation. It is just speculation. And my answer is extraterrestrial life, of course. Is that not the whole part of this part? Is that not why this podcast exists? So it's an explanation. It's really the only logical explanation on how they even had access to this kind of mathematics that were way before their time. So in 1940, a British Air Force pilot flew over the pyramids and he captured a really fascinating picture. And you can see it online. From a certain angle, you can see that the pyramids actually have eight sides and not four sides. But it can't be seen at the ground level. And it only can be seen from above at a certain angle and only two times a year during sunset during the spring and fall equinox. Like I say, you can Google these pictures. They're verified. They're real. It's from the Air Force. Like, it's a real thing. In addition, on each side of the pyramids of Giza, there are these air shafts, which are basically small squares, and you can see them from the outside. It's believed that they were built for ventilation into the tombs for the builders while they were working. And while this might be true, like I said, it's hard to really go into detail without seeing the pictures. You can Google all of this. But these two holes alone likely are not enough to truly ventilate, I mean, these absolutely gigantic pyramids. And this is why. In 1989, it was discovered that these shafts all directly pointed to the stars on Orion's belt. And if you don't know what that is, um, think of like, you know, the Big Dipper in the Milky Way galaxy. Like basically a group of stars that make a certain type of shape. These shafts, like I said, there's six there's six of these shafts, two on each side of the pyramids. And the way that they angle out basically directly correlates with the stars on Orion's belt. And Orion's belt is significant because it goes hand in hand with Osiris. And Osiris is who Egyptians believe was the god of rebirth. So why they would do this is up to speculation. Some think it's a way of communicating with the extraterrestrial life. And some think... It was just something they built so that they could communicate with their gods. Whether that actually worked or not, that's a story for another day. Point is, regardless of what it was for, the fact that they were able to line up these shafts directly with a constellation is just absolutely amazing. Considering they didn't have telescopes, they didn't have anything like that to really get this sort of detail. So they would have had to get help building something that was just this spot on. And the thing that is even crazier is this is, wasn't even just exclusive to Egypt. In Indonesia, there's this Buddhist pyramid, and it was basically just built as a place of worship. But at the very top of the pyramid, there's a series of statues and poles that from the ground just look like randomly staggered monuments, you know, kind of like any kind of temple. Like, doesn't really seem anything crazy. But then when you look at this pyramid from the sky, it forms a perfect Mandela. And if you don't know, Mandela is basically the geometric symbol of the Buddhist universe. It's just like a, a symbol that they have. So in a time where there's no planes, no aircrafts, why would they build something that could only be noticed from way up in the sky? And even if they had intended on doing that, well, how did they check that it was actually a success? Well, the only answer is actually that they actually did have something that they could see from the sky. Or once again... It could just be one of these thousand coincidences. But both Indonesia and Africa, at the same time, 
built pyramids that had symbolisms that could only be verified with technology from above that did not exist at that time. Are you catching my drift here? Like I said, it's not just, they're not just exclusive. Like this just happened in Egypt. This just happened in South America. This just happened in Mexico. This just happened in Antarctica. There are pyramids all over the world that are shaped the same, have the same metrics, each have some kind of crazy thing that can only be verified from an airplane or a spaceship. But 4,000 years ago. Just keep that in mind as we go on. So knowing what we know now, do we actually assume that the aliens were the ones that built the pyramids? Possibly. And, you know, probably is likely, you know, that whatever these extraterrestrial beings were, maybe did build it. But there is still a chance that humans of some kind built it just under the guidance and advice of extraterrestrial life. But these humans are definitely not the regular humans that you see today. These are what, you know, we would call giants. And these were found all over Egypt. These are also some things that you can find pictures online. And they are also verified by archaeologists, you know, not like conspiracy theorists, archaeologists, like actual archaeologists that have put these bones together and have shown that, you know, larger than our normal type humans did walk on this earth at one time. And some of these span over 14 feet tall. And there are museums um, in Egypt, but there's museums all over the world where you can find artifacts from Menes, who was the very first pharaoh of Egypt. And among these artifacts, you can find like tools, weapons, knives, all kind of stuff from when he was reigning over Egypt. But these tools were like gigantic. Like, I mean, basically a knife is about the size of like my actual torso. Like just absolutely gigantic weapons and just things that the average person wouldn't be able to pick up. And like I said, these archaeologists that aren't conspiracy theorists just assume that these giant tools were like ceremonially made for, you know, the gods, you know, that they made them, you know, for the gods to use. But you have to ask, what if they really were built for people on Earth during this time? And the thing is, this really does line up with what we know about history. If you're religious, specifically a Christian, you know the story about David and Goliath, who was, you know, Goliath was this just absolute giant that David took down. Well, if you believe that Goliath existed, then it would make sense that there were way more of them running around. It wasn't just that group or just him. I mean, where did they, I'm assuming he wasn't the first one. He didn't just fall from the sky. I guess maybe he did, but I would assume he didn't fall from the sky. So we know that people of that size did exist during that time. And even if you aren't religious and don't believe in that story, you know, history, science, archaeology has shown that giant type creatures really did exist at some point in our history. You can see the bones. You can see the skeleton remains that, you know, creatures up to 14 feet tall did roam Earth back then. Like I said, I don't want to get too deep into this. Because I'm saving it for an episode on its own, which I'm really, really, really excited about. That's going to be probably my longest episode ever. So I'm not going to dig too deep into the giant theory. But basically, Goliath was a part of a species of giants that did roam the earth during this time. Like I said, whether you're religious, not religious, there's some kind of proof to validate this. And once again, 
these are related back to the times that the pharaohs were roaming the earth and these pyramids were being built. So what do I think? I've had time to think about this because I honestly really didn't have an opinion. Like I've always seen the pyramids and be like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Definitely had to be aliens, but I've never really dug deep into this. So after doing some research, my best uneducated, unprofessional guess is that the giants built the pyramids, but received guidance, blueprints, technology, whatever it might be from the extraterrestrial life to help build these. Now, it's up to you to really decide why they were built. You know, whether it was actually to communicate with the extraterrestrials after they left or really just for their own religious purposes, you know, that's really for you to decide. I mean, I would probably go more with the religious type thing just because it just seems to make the most sense, especially when it comes to like the Indonesia Buddhist temple. You know, why would the aliens want to build a Buddhist temple? I'm sure they're not Buddhist. So I'm assuming. You know, if these extraterrestrial forms were actually down here, you know, they were friendly with these people and helped them build, you know, these monuments to help, you know, basically show respect to their religion. But it is also exciting to think that maybe they were built to have some kind of constant communication with extraterrestrials. You know, we're all here as conspiracy theorists or to learn about conspiracies. So, if you, I could see that. I'd have to dig a little bit more into it. But like I said, I'm not here to tell you what to believe. I'm just here to give you, I wouldn't call it facts, to give you what is out there in the world and have you come to your own conclusion. But no matter what conclusion you come to, for the most part, everything does point to the fact that regular sized people, there's just no way that they built this at least without some kind of help. Both physically, they would need someone bigger, stronger to do this. And mentally, they would have to, they would need someone with the smarts, the mathematics, that kind of, you know, science that they did not have yet to build these. So that we do know. Something else that's also really interesting that I almost forgot about it is suspected that the key to a lot of these answers are actually in China, of course, where there are actually tons of pyramids that have never been explored. And basically, I think this was in like 1983, you know, all in China, these pyramids, you know, it was clear as day they were pyramids, but, you know, no one had ever really explored them because it's China and they do whatever they want. So basically, so people would leave it alone. The Chinese government ordered plants. Trees, vegetation, all kind of stuff to be built on top of the pyramids. So when you see it now, they just look like regular hills, you know, with a bunch of forest and trees on it. And but what's sketchy about this is that these areas have also been marked off as forbidden, kind of similar to Area 51. So scientists, archaeologists, conspiracy theorists, no one has ever been able to explore what actually is on here. And the fact that China has been so secretive about this, these random, you know, what they call vegetation areas makes you think that they maybe do know what's in there. And I would have to think they would know. I mean, I would assume sometime in the past they went in there and explored and did some kind of research. They did something before they actually just went ahead and, you know, quarantined it off.
But if they did, what did they find? Did they find? I mean, we may never know, but they found something that is worth quarantining it off and hiding it. And maybe, just maybe, the explanation as to why they are always ahead of the curve when it comes to technology is in there. That is all I got for today. Really, really hope you enjoyed this episode. Put a lot of work, put a lot of thought into it. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and leave me a five-star review. Subscribe. We'll be here every Monday. If you didn't like it, five-star anyway. Stick with me with it. I'm going to be covering a lot of different topics. You know, not just aliens. You know, we got government conspiracies. We got sport conspiracies. Just about everything for everyone out there. So I don't want you to just think that this is just an alien thing or just a government thing. We're all in this together. We're going to cover just about every conspiracy out there. So stick with me through this. We're going to have a really good time. I said I'm going to continue to get better and better and better on this. Hopefully continue to get more interactive. As of now, you can follow me on Twitter at underscore Patrick Simpson. If you see any interesting stories you want me to discover, you can tag me in it. You can also talk about each episode. So after you listen to this, go ahead and follow me. Or if you don't already follow me, go ahead and ask me any questions you got about the pyramids, about Egypt, any kind of questions or any of your own theories. I love hearing your own theories, anything else that you got on your mind. I want to discuss it. You know, this is what it's for. Not just me just talking. You know, I want to hear what you have to say. You know, I could be totally off and you might have some better information. So go ahead, follow me on Twitter. Let's have fun with this. And we'll be back next Monday with a very new story. My name is Patrick Simpson, and this is Paranoid.